So we mentioned last time. Who deserves Zayla Maba? And the answer of the Khazari was that we don't restrict Olam Abba just to Klai Yisrael, number one. Number two, as opposed to the philosophers who held that the way to detach from this physical existence was through abstract thought, Ghazar is exactly the opposite. The way to connect to Ruchnius is up through our actions. And therefore he says, a person's, everyone is rewarded based on the mindset that they do. Really, this is a little bit of a echo of what it says in Tanad Veliyahu. Tanad Veliyahu is a compilation of the statements we have from Eliyahu and Nabi. And one of the things that Eliyahu and Nabi says there, he says, I bring Shemayin Va'aretz as witness that every person in his Lashon, Bain Ish, Bain Isha, whether it's a man or a lady, Bain Yisrael, Bain any Yisrael, whether it's a Jew or non-Jew, Right, they, what they receive is the female saying. And that's exactly the same point that the Gazaris is over here. That no action, if it's obviously done for the right intention, and it's a Maisa Mitzvah, no action is left unrewarded. But, having said that, the Gazaris is the second point. The Chacham says, When we see how Kaddish Baruch Hu, Treats people here in this world, then we can refer from that as a model to how he's going to treat them, the Asid And what the Gazaris means is what he said before. And that is a person in, this, in his lifetime as well can experience a certain amount of spiritual connection, whether it's Nebuah that he spoke about and he hasn't spoken about the, the common man yet, it's true, but he's spoken about the greatest of Israel who experienced Nebuah at whatever level it was going to be. He says we can build a bri- and this level from understanding from what people can experience here, what they're going to experience in the future too. Now, the king picks up on this point, and uh, the king attacks him. And the king says, we're all about Oiskofiud base. And the king says, if that's, if that's what you want to use, what people's experience here as a marshal or as an example of what they're going to experience in the future, says the king, I will say exactly the opposite. I could organize or I could set up that same argument for the other way around. If you're going to use this world as the way to, so to speak, see what's going to be in the next world, then I would say that I would see whoever's powerful and strong in this world as having power and strength in the next world, and whoever is oppressed and downtrodden in this world is going to be oppressed and downtrodden in the next world also. In other words, this wasn't necessarily an argument of right and wrong. But once Okazari makes the point that you can see how Hashem treats people here, and that's already a sign of how they're going to be treated in the future, so then he says if that's the case, you're really using an argument against yourself. Why? Because Kaisra's position in this world, is the, at least for most of the experience in this world, has definitely been one of persecution and as, as being an oppression. And if you're going to use this world as a marshal to the next world, then the religions who are more powerful or are more numerous could say, you see how we're successful here, and that will be a proof that we're going to be successful in the future too. But says the king to the Chachem, that argument is not going to, is not going to work for Klai Yisrael. By the way, they did use this argument. This wasn't the Hamza of the king of Kazakh, right? On the contrary, we see many times in the arguments between the Rishonim and the Christians, this was their argument, that you see we're right because you see we're successful. And you see we're right because you see we're in power. If that's the case, obviously that might makes right. If that's the case, if, that, if you're going to 
use the fact that we're the powerful, we're the world power, we're the wealthy, we whatever it is, as the right that our philosophy must be right. And obviously, Kai Shal never accepted that argument. That wasn't our... Oh, I read inside the Chacham's answer. I want to explain a point. And that is, the world's changed a lot. The world's changed a lot from what was, let's say, then, in the time of the Greek philosophers, whatever it was, until the more modern world would be familiar with outside today. And that is, you see very often, in early Sfarim, right, that the concept of a person working on themselves to be a better person was something that even the non-Jewish world held up. Somebody was considered to be a, a sage or somebody of, of a stature universally was a person who had reached a certain level of self-control. Refinement. And we find that by even people like uh, Socrates, Aristotle, who wrote books of ethics or whatever else it was going to be because they understood that there's a certain greatness in the greatness of the individual. Whether they lived up to their own standards is another question. We know that they didn't. But nevertheless, at least they accepted there was such a standard. As opposed to today, where that doesn't play any role of importance in the, the way people think. No, no secular politician today right, is going to commend himself on the level he achieved of humility, of self-control, of any minor. Today, everyone looks at power as either wealth or power, you know, his ability to do things. But there's no focus on a level that a human being has based on what he's done, how much he's, so to speak, developed or like worked on himself. And this is a big difference. And that's why very often Chavis Allah, as I mentioned before, he talks about the Chacham who, or the, the, whoever did reach a certain level. And sometimes he's not quoting Jewish sources. But nevertheless, there was a certain appreciation of a level that a person can work on in reaching himself. Okay, so with that in mind, like I said, whether actually people did achieve or didn't achieve is debatable, but at least they, they gave lip service to the matter. A human being is meant to be somebody who's in control. A human being is meant to be somebody who is intrinsically a, a person who's got certain qualities, right? which, like I said, have pretty much gotten lost. So then no one even thinks about these things. But based on that Hakdama, which at least now the Chacham assumes the king also subscribes to, so how does the king, how does the Chacham respond to the king? Amir HaChaveh. So the Chaveh says, Ani roya shatamagana isanu badarasu miskinus. I see that you are kilo insulting us for the fact that we're poor and that we're downtrodden. And that's why you said that if we're going to use this world as the example for the next world's going to be, then you see Klai Yisrael as being in a negative position because we're lowly, because we're oppressed. But I want to tell you something. Ubahem hayu misparim gdoleya the greatest of even the non-Jewish religions prided themselves on their humility or on their lowliness. That was considered the male of a human being that had achieved a certain level of submission of, of humility. Why? This is not a Jewish expression. That's a, right? right? 100%. That's where he's coming from. He says, they turn the other cheek. In other words, if someone hits you on the right cheek, give him the left one. Someone who takes your talis, give me a jacket also. These were, and he's quoting specifically non-Jewish expressions. No one comes from the Greeks. That is why? Because he said, you see that even in the non-Jewish world, what, a certain level of self-restraint, 
humility uh, were, were, were admired. Were admired. And what does he want with that? The, uh, the, the founder of Christianity originally, right, and his followers, subject themselves also to, at the beginning, to uh, debasement, to usurium, whatever it was going to be. The heim heim peirum. And that was their pride, right? That they, their self-sacrifice, their abstinence, their whatever level of, that they're going to talk about, right? You, you, the, exactly the, the, says the Chacham to the king, exactly the points that you keep putting down, right? Submissiveness, lowliness, uh, whatever you're going to say, uh, not, not showing your strength or fighting back, these are exactly the points which the Goyim also appreciated as being a male of a person. Now, it might have been wrongly directed. To be most nefesh for a not good cause isn't a big mailer. But at least a realized mysterious nefesh is a mailer. And not only by the Christians who just mentioned, says the Chacham, same thing, the early uh, Muslims at the beginning, until they were, became powerful, there also, they started off in, in a position of being weak and oppressed, they used to pride themselves in the people who were the ones who, so to speak, suffered on behalf of the religion. Not the pride of, the, of any religion were the, the saints of that religion, which is in the Gaish terminology, the people who sacrificed for it, who went through difficulties for it, not the people who were successful, like the later popes who had wealth and power and everything else and just debased themselves. Right? On the contrary, the so you see it's a universal, at least was, quality that there are certain matters of a person that are looked up to. And he gives examples of either Christianity or Islam. In philosophy, it's for sure the same way. The early philosophers, Badafka, made a point of, of, uh, of debasing themselves, of making themselves, so to speak, uh, have to control whatever middle was going to be that was considered a matter of a person. And if that's the case... If, the fact that we, Klai Yisrael, are in that position here, that we, in a position where we are oppressed and we look down on and we persecuted, doesn't, isn't a lack of a mail. Says the Chacham to the king, that's exactly what you yourself consider a mail. Right? Even whatever literature is going to be, that you look up to the people who at the beginning were oppressed, who were persecuted, and who sacrificed, or were most nefesh for their religion, that you look up as the great people of that religion. So we, Klai Yisrael, are exactly the same position. If that's the case, the value, and Eric is the value, the value that we have by serving Hashem in the situation of submission, of persecution that we're in, is more valuable than if we had been serving Hashem from a position of power. Right? The, 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 the mind of the person isn't the power he wields or the money he has. The mind of the person is the ability to, to work on himself and to develop self-control, whatever other good middle it's going to be. And therefore he says, the fact that we are oppressed isn't a chisarin. The fact that it presents is our That we're serving Hashem with mysterious nefesh, even in a situation where we downtrodden, we're oppressed, that, that shows guidance. That shows resolve. That shows self-sacrifice. But that's not, that's not the point of A good answer to the king. The king said that you see that uh, the people, or at least what the king assumed at the beginning, was someone who is successful, wealthy, powerful. That showed that he'll be successful, wealthy, powerful in the future also. And the, the Chacham's answer to the, the king is that it's not true. 
the mind of the person is the person who shows greatness of a human being. And that, that might be more evident through adversity and through difficulty and through poverty than it's a person who's enjoying every luxury and there's no greatness of the person there. Okay. But the king comes back with a winning argument. This is one of the few times in the Sefer that the Chacham concedes that the king's right. So, says the king back to him, Amar Kuzari, Kainu, you would be right if you chose to go that path. If you chose to be to, to show humility and you chose to show submissiveness and that was the sight of your Bechira to work on your Midas, I would agree with you. I will hear Bechach. It's exactly the opposite. If you could, you wouldn't be like that. In other words, it's not your choice to be in the position you're in. You're there by force. You're there because the other nations were stronger than you and therefore they subjugated you. And if that's the case, the fact that you're in a position of being weak and oppressed isn't because we work in our midst and that's why we want to be in this situation. You're there because you were you were outnumbered or you were beaten. If you had the opportunity not to be like that, you wouldn't choose to be there. But it's just it's made like this, right? If you're going to say that the value of being over the shemitah is much, I'm turning to our terminology now, is that much more valuable than being over the shemitah is mitah comfort. Right? Okay, so that's, if, you, if you talk about that, you're going to ask for the Israel? It's much more. And if you're talking about the mind of the person who's going to work against, so to speak, difficulty, as well as the person who's is cruising easily, and you, you yourself acknowledging that it's a mile. So you want to ask for it. If you, to, if you, believe, if you talk about saying it's at a higher level, or it's what the person's meant to do, like a, more of a sign of the guidance of the person, so you, you're asking for it, you want it, well, no, it's like a bit of it. Once you're there, so you come to justify it. But you wouldn't want the Khatkhila to be there. And that's basically just in different words what the king told him. He said, you can't tell me that it's a male in the position you're in unless you're really saying you want to be there. If it's a before, circumstances or the enemies forced you into that position, so don't be, don't be misfired with it. In other words, you can't use the argument both ways. When the early philosophers, just to compare, right, saw a value in these things, it was self-inflicted. It was self-inflicted. They definitely did it to themselves because they saw some value in it. So if you're going to say that you're also Israel, working with that same understanding, and that you say, we see the mile of the person that he's going to serve Hashem with difficulty, and it's going to show more resilience and more self-restraint and more mysterious nefesh, so then that's what you want? You're going, to, you're going to try be like that? It was up to you? What is the Chavar answer? What is the Chavar answer? Like I said, this is one of the few times in the Zephyr, maybe two or three as far as I remember, that the Chavar concedes. Omer HaChavar, Matsasa Makam Kherpasi Melech HaKuzah. You found the point of weakness in the argument. Matsasa Makam Kherpasi Melech HaKuzah. Now, what does he mean by that? That one thing. And that is, like we said, the, the dialogue was scripted by Ravira Levi when he wrote the Kuzari. Right? He had no point to, so to speak, build a dialogue in a way where the Chavar would never answer. Right? And therefore, this line was intended. When he wants to say this line that, that the admission of the Chavit to the king, you found our weakness, he wasn't saying it because now you got stuck. How am I going to answer the question? Right? On the contrary, there's something he wants to say over here, and he's trying to drive home a point, a very strong point. And you'll see in the next few lines, or not just tonight, but in the next few shirim as well, what, 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 why Rabbi Levi went this route, and what, what the point he was trying to teach was. Okay, so we'll see, like I said, it'll take some time to build the whole argument of the Chacham, but let's start with the first two lines tonight. And he says, you're right, you found our weakness, Melech Why? Kainu. 
If most of Israel would have accepted the position we're in as a means to be submissive to Hashem. And therefore it would bring us to submissiveness. So it would bring us to acceptance of Hashem once. The truth is, we wouldn't be here for so long. You're 100% right. right. We're not saying there's a big mind we've been in Goddess for so long. Exactly the opposite. Had we been, had we had Kaisal done what I said we should have done, which means accepted the goddess and been submissive, then we would have been out of goddess already a long time ago. And therefore, 100% true. The principle is right. The principle is right, and that is that if Kaisal would work on being mishabed themselves, would work on humility, would work on being accepting the gzera and working with that. Yes, there would be a sibba to be out of the goddess a long time ago. The mind is there. The problem is that it didn't work. It didn't work. Only a few of Kaishal came to that point. Only a few of Kaishal came to that point. And this is the one of the this is the first point that we're going to see a little bit more, but what what Rabbi is trying to say. And that's why I said this is a Muslim directed at the at the at the person reading it. It's a Muslim directed at Kaishal. And it's something which I know from other places where we have held. And that is, Kaishal, you're way too happy in Goddess. You're way too happy in Goddess. With all the tzaras and with all the oppression and everything else, you still have all the bad mitas and you still feel proud of yourself and you still so you can do what you want. And that's the problem. That's why you're still there. And therefore, Adarabha, Rabbi Yudha is building his argument to us. We're reading the Sefer and he's saying exactly what I said is true. The matter of the person is the person's self-growth. And Goddess was meant to bring us to that. We didn't achieve that by being wealthy and powerful and rich in Israel. On the contrary, that took us off the derech. Going to Goddess was meant to bring us, to break that pride and to break that stubbornness and bring us back to humility and accepting what Hashem wants. Had it done that, we would have been redeemed a long time ago. That's what it was meant to do. But he says to the king, you're understood right. It didn't do its job because Klaishol didn't do what they were meant to do. And even in the goddess, we still have all the bad medicine we had before. And if that's the case, we haven't achieved anything. And he's saying, and therefore we don't have that level of Ahmad. And therefore, no, he has no idea what he's talking about now. He's saying, therefore, we still there because we still haven't learned the lesson of goddess. A person's success isn't the guidance of the person. That he's powerful, that he's rich, that he's influential isn't the guidance of the person. But that's the circumstances that he has. The guidance of the person is how a person reacts to, to adversity. How a person reacts with mysterious nefesh. How a person reacts to break his bad medicine. That's a goddess of a person. The goddess was meant to be there to bring us to that because we didn't achieve it in Eretz Yisrael. When we had the power and the wealth and the, the kingdom and everything else, it wasn't bring, that then we had the prosperity and the, and the and success, but it didn't bring us to anywhere good. And therefore, goddess was meant to be the means to bring it to us, and it was meant to be. But he says, this is, this is our weak point. It didn't do it. It's only a mat. It's only a few of us who we'll use the lesson of Goddess to get to where we want to get to. Most people, on the contrary, exactly as the, the same problem that there was before, they, they have here as well. So it hasn't done its job. Which is why we're still here. That's the first point the Machachim says. As we carry on the Kazari, we'll see as now the trance is going to develop the whole idea of Goddess and Goddess. He's going to stage by stage um, what Kaishal were meant to have done and what Kaishal haven't yet done. This is going to explain.